Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, here we go. Where we are. <laughs> yeah, so you won't know this from the from the <laughs> from the other side of the screen, but we've been gone for five weeks. Woo. I had a baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm a father now. Well, my wife had the baby, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, to be accurate. So I was wrong when I said that. Exactly. So I, I should have caught that. This is not a new scientific thing. No. But uh yes, I have a daughter now. She is now two weeks. Oh, almost a month. Wow. Yeah, the time, time is recording, yeah. And yeah, we're gonna look back on this recording and be like, dang, like it, time flies. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got a new cut. I had to take a test <laughs> at my job. A little respirator test. Like, no, I'm baby growing face. it back out. I lost about what five years. Well, it depends on who you ask. Some people say I look older. You look like a dad. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a dad. I'll take that. <laughs> and, and to make them not feel bad, I kind of trim mine down a little bit too. So, but uh, if you listen on the podcast, you really don't. Doesn't matter. Just use your imagination. Use your. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, use your imagination. <laughs> Imagine two two beerless folk fellows here. Exactly. Anyways, I'm not totally beerless, but right. you know, I wasn't going to meet you all the way there. I got a shadow. <laughs> if you look close, you can see it coming back in. It was it was I was naked at like really like, like a mole rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's good to break it up a little bit, you know, with some humor because we are talking about a serious topic today. Mm-hmm. So. We are talking about we're still on our on sex series. And we're talking about sex trafficking Oof. today, man. And we're gonna talk a little bit about we're gonna define our terms because sometimes it can be a little bit confusing. We're talking about the network of sex trafficking. Right. We're gonna talk about some myths and rumors. We're gonna talk about knowing what to look for, mm-hmm. and then also like people be surprised that trafficking actually happens in the church. Absolutely. So that was one of the most uh, surprising things for me as we were studying. Like, wow. You got predators coming in here. I'm, I call them predators because they in yeah, here. what they are. Yeah, yeah, in here hunting for people within the church. It's crazy, and even some of the myths. I'm like, wow, I believe that myth, and mm-hmm. it's not true. You know, so let's get into it. Yeah, and also, uh, every 68 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted, and every wow. nine minutes, that victim is a child. Oh my goodness! And this comes from Rain.org. Right, and we'll have that resource posted on the uh, on the, in the description as well. Mm. But uh, let's get into definitions real fast. So, trafficking in persons—you may have heard this term before—but human trafficking in persons, human trafficking, and modern slavery are kind of um, umbrella terms, right. often used interchangeably to refer to a crime whereby traffickers exploit and profit at the expense of adults or children by compelling them to perform labor or engage in commercial sex. Moving on, sex trafficking is the illegal business of recruiting, harboring, transporting, obtaining, or providing a person, and especially 
a minor for the purpose of sex. Mm-hmm. Labor trafficking is the illegal business of legal business of engaging in forced labor and human smuggling involves the provision of a service typically the transportation or fraudulent documents to an individual who voluntarily seeks to gain illegal entry into a foreign country and it is possible the crime may start out as human smuggling but quickly turn into human Human trafficking right, right And then human trafficking and human smuggling are not interchangeable terms. No. Trafficking ex- is exploitation-based, and smuggling is transportation-based. Right. And we're going to get into more of, of that in a, um, coming up next, pretty much. you know. But yeah, so we just feel like we need to define our terms before we start talking about things. And people are like, Wait, wasn't this that, or isn't this this, or what about that, and... So right. we just feel like we got to define right. our terms so we can be more accurate. But also we're going to focus more on sex trafficking for the purpose of this episode. Exactly. So that way it kind of, kind of fits into the um, the, the theme or the series of, of the mm-hmm. On Sex series, right? Absolutely. So And then also how we as Christians can help, you know, mm-hmm. you know be vigilant and do our duty. That's you know? our job. So let's talk a little bit about some of these myths and rumors that we got going on here. Oh yeah. Um just just uh also this link will be provided in the description as well so you can just click on it from there but this comes from the polarisproject.org. Hey, Jim, you want to take the first one? Absolutely. Um myth number 1, traffickers target victims they don't know. Fact, many survivors have been trafficked by romantic partners including spouses and by family members including parents. Man, that's crazy. It is. I remember um, as we were doing the research, um, I was watching a video and it was a young lady saying that her parents were trafficking her Mm -hmm. and she was being sexually trafficked by her parents. And I'm like, wow, the people that when you're born, you should be the first people that you trust are trafficking you for sex. That's amazing. And she's a little bitty kid. Like, uh, I think about how do you come to a point of ever trusting people when the first people you were supposed to trust did that to you? And here's the thing. That's you ridiculous. know, I think I've seen that same video. But um, I don't know if it's that same video or it was a different one. But in that same video or in that same idea mm-hmm. of a parent trafficking these children, that these children are going to school. Yeah. yeah they're they they're enrolled in school. Mm-hmm. They're going to school. Yep. They're doing the homework. They're mm-hmm. getting maybe mediocre grades. I don't know. Maybe straight right. A's, whatever. But right. they're doing the homework, mm-hmm. right? And you would think none of the wiser. They got clothes. They don't look shabby, of course, because they're making money, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd be none of the wiser, mm-hmm. you know? But this is happening under our noses. Right. Some of the parents are, um, they're on drugs. And so with the, uh, with, I guess they would call them pimps or whatever term they have for them. Some of them call pimps. They're supplying the parents with drugs, but in return, I'm supplying you with drugs. I need your child, and I'm going to traffic mm-hmm. them. Or even just in a sense with this opioid epidemic, right? Right. I was watching this um, the documentary on um, HBO Max called uh, Heroin USA. Mm. And a lot of these kids that got on heroin, it became it came about because they had an injury. You know, of some mm-hmm. sort, either a sports injury or mm-hmm. felt a motorcycle or whatever, car right. accident. Wow. Well, I think one girl got in a car accident, banged her head, 
Mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, they got into, they got only painkillers and opioids because right. of an accident, you, right. know, you know, a legitimate accident, right? Mm-hmm. And they were legitimate parts of the community. They, some of these kids, they were football team members or whatever, mm-hmm. part of the community. Mm-hmm. People, you would never think that, wait, you got a drug addiction? Right. Why? How? Right. But that's how, right? And then some of these girls, they're telling stories about how they did sell themselves, you know, for for sex, mm-hmm. you know, to get money to pay for drugs, for drugs you know. Wow. Some of these teens still live with their parents, and their wow. parents were enabling it. So there, there are, like, household, like a whole vertical, the whole vertical arrangement, the whole vertical um, relationship from mother to child, you know, they're both entangled in the drug business, <clears throat> you know, and selling for sex, stuff like that. So <laughs> it's it can get real, real, real thorny and real... No, Absolutely. entangled, and that's why I'm glad we did the episode on dating because, as it said there too, that uh, a romantic relationship. You meet this individual, you're dating this individual. It could be guy or gal, but it's you 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 start to get close with them, and then next thing you know, they slowly bring you into that world, mm-hmm. and you had no idea this is somebody that you trusted. Yep, it's crazy. Let's go on to the next one. So the next myth is human trafficking only happens in illegal or underground industries. Mm-hmm. The fact is that human trafficking cases have been reported and prosecuted in industries including restaurants, cleaning services, mm-hmm. construction, factories, and more. And there are actually at least 25 industries where trafficking has been known to occur. Again, this is from the Polaris Project. They actually like... You know, using interviews and right. these are like a lot of different data points. I'm telling you, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put these links in the description. It was just mind blowing to see how much data they can actually account for. You know, and then there's also a whole lot they can account for too. I couldn't believe it when we were looking at all the different industries. I'm like, what is amusement parks? What is going on? You know, right under our nose, under our noses. And again, some of this is. Is there some overlap between right. human trafficking right, right. and and um and sex trafficking? Right. You know, there's some there's some overlap there. Right. So it may not always be sex trafficking, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of times human trafficking does lead to sex, sex trafficking. Exactly. Yeah, you know, not all the time, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of the time does. Mm-hmm. Take the next one. Absolutely. Myth number three: <laughs> People being trafficked are physically unable to leave their situations. Or they're locked in or held against their will. That is sometimes the case. More often, however, people in trafficking situations stay for reasons that are more complicated. Some lack the basic necessities to physically get out, such as transportation or a safe place to live. Some are afraid for their safety. Some have been effectively manipulated that they do not identify at this point as being under the control of another person. So, in other words, what happens is people ask the question, if you're being trafficked, why don't you just get out? Right. Why don't you just run away? Right. That's why. Or people will even say, if it was me, I'd run away. Mm-hmm. If it was me, I'd get out. Nobody going to make me do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did Peter say to Jesus? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I won't leave you, Jesus. No, I'm your rock. Right. <laughs> I won't deny you. Yeah, that rock crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, but that's the idea of like we get into the position of saying what we will do in certain situations, but mm. we're not in those situations. You, you don't know, know what you're gonna do. You never You know, you don't know. you don't know um the knives that are being held to the throats of other family members mm -hmm. and why people do certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this in movies. You know, Absolutely. it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Do whatever you want to me. I'm not going to tell you nothing. And then they bring out the wife or whatever. And be like, oh, yeah, you're going to tell us everything. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you Absolutely. know, so it, it can be a lack of compassion, man, to just make statements like that without considering what you're about to say. Like, oh, I wouldn't do. Or, oh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is everybody is a, a strong superhero till they get in the situation. I mean, I was just watching. um yeah, uh, I finally got around to watching that three-hour um, Batman versus Superman, the um, Zack Snyder one. It was all right. And, uh, it, it was all right. But but even in the same context, you talk about how you think you're all big and bad until someone you love could drug into the picture. Exactly. Same thing happened to Superman. Yep. And then, right there. Then the, we we don't have to go that deep to look at the manipulation aspect. Like. Think we most of us know someone who's in a relationship that they shouldn't be in, but manipulation has taken place and they just won't get out of it. Yeah, there's no gun being put to their head. Mm -hmm. There's nothing forcing them to be. Oh, there. we're gonna talk about that. It's coming up too. Yeah, there you go. It's coming up. So let's, let's go ahead and move on. Go ahead and move on. So the next myth: um, human trafficking involves moving, traveling, or transporting a person across state or national borders. The truth is. Human trafficking is often confused with human smuggling, mm. which involves illegal border crossings. In fact, the crime of human trafficking does not require any movement whatsoever. Survivors can be recruited and trafficked in their own hometowns and even their own homes. Mm -hmm. That is pivotal to understanding, you know, sex trafficking, mm -hmm. all right? Because so often... And it's reinforced in movies and, and, you know, just the common trope is this whole idea that you got to be kidnapped. Right, and like, right. no, no, you don't. You don't have to be kidnapped. That was one of the uh, myths that I um, believed was that they just out here running up, snatching people up. You yeah. Know? And to find out that, no, it's that boyfriend you had or that girlfriend or, oh, it's your parents or, oh, you you were manipulated into going into they didn't necessarily put a gun to your head but they might as well have you might you well know, have the yeah way they manipulate manipulated you into it i remember and i can't remember if it's in our slides but uh the uh lady i know she's going to be in our slides but um she talked about how she was stuck in a home where she could only go to the bathroom, only go to the kitchen and into her room. Yep. And they she wasn't allowed to leave. That man, I it's scary yeah. <laughs> to think about that. Yeah, there was some years ago there was um four girls found. I want to say Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Um and they were found twelve miles from where they lived. Wow. Twelve miles. I think it was twelve miles. Something like that, or twelve blocks, something like that. It was something. It was number twelve somewhere in there, right up the road, up the road. Wow, and it's probably the same zip code. Wow, I don't, I don't know for sure, but you know, close enough. You know, in the, in the basement. Mm. You know, and just we need to knock on door, check on our neighbors too. But um, mm. let's go on to the next one. <sighs> Rumor: White passenger van. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> it's because how absurd it is, right? It, it, <laughs> White passenger vans or commercial vans with external locks are a sign of trafficking. If you see these vehicles, you should be suspicious. Reality. Traffickers drive all kinds of vehicles. There is no evidence that they favor white vans or that law enforcement has information on specific trafficking cases in which they use or sorry, the use of white vans was integral to the crime. Commercial vans typically don't have a lot of windows and may be used to store expensive equipment for a business, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> which explains the presence of locks and bars over the windows to prevent theft. If you have witnessed or have personal knowledge of a trafficking situation or a missing person who was lost, who was last seen getting into a white van, you should share with police the national human trafficking hotline. But white vans in general are not a sign that trafficking is occurring. Yeah, and, and this thing has been resurging recently, you know, mm -hmm. in, in media circles, stuff like that, and people talking about stuff, and, you know, I'm not even going to mention websites, stuff like that, but it's mm -hmm. been all over all, all over the internet, um, and it's just simply, it's not true, you know, the last job I had, before I had a job I have now, we had, you know, someone broke into the commercial van, mm -hmm. you know, and broke, they, they messed up all the electronic locks. Like, mm -hmm. you couldn't unlock the door with the actual key anymore. Mm -hmm. So we had to have, you know, a lock installed, you know, like the little metal um, plates installed, and then we could lock it up with the, you know, circle lock on the outside. And it was, you know, painful, but because um, we couldn't open the doors from the inside at all. We had to Ugh. open it from the outside. Mm -hmm. um, so, but anyways, the point is, like, like literally on my job, like we had that going on, but we had circle locks. But I, I didn't even hear that rumor at the time, so <laughs> it's just crazy. When I was working for Amazon for my short stint, um, before we, the company I was working for, because they would um contract, had the actual um Amazon vans. They had these little white vans, mm -hmm. and it didn't have the Amazon logo or anything on it. So you could be driving down the road, and nobody would have any idea that you're Amazon. And I was very uncomfortable being in those vans. But mm -hmm. again, these are work vans. I'm not driving around trying to traffic people. I'm doing my job. Yep. But that was a common uh, joke, which is definitely not funny when I was a kid, though, about um, white vans being people who are kidnapping kids or uh, child molesters anyway. Yeah, or even not white or even just, just any color of a van. Like right. You see a commercial van, especially right. a black one. You know, I mean, we see it. It's Again, it's in Hollywood. You mm -hmm. know, it, these kind of tropes are reinforced in mm -hmm. the media exactly. where you have a black van come up and snatch somebody. And there's numerous movies, too many for right. me to even number right now, right. you know, where you see that scenario. You know, but anyways, reality is, we already told you. Mm -hmm. so. so here we go. Next myth, <laughs> watching porn is harmless. So Maria Allen had this quote, what we see often is what we get used to. Mm -hmm. All right. That's why you call it programming because it's it programs you, right? <laughs> you know, um, pornography hijacks the reward pathway in the brain and can become a compulsive pathway in in the brain, similar to drug addiction. Mm -hmm. All right, and we're gonna take a look at this video real fast, a five minute video, and um, yeah, it, it's really powerful. It's worth a watch. It is a good video. This is. This is so essential and important because this thing 
And when I say this thing, I'm talking about pornography is it's just plaguing the the secular world and even the church. Yeah. So check out. So the video. and they're gonna show you. They're gonna tell you how it's all how it connects back to sex trafficking. Absolutely. So no, we're not just going off on left field here. No. So but check this out. I think people think that watching pornography is okay because they say, well, everybody has consented to it and they're all paid actors and they're consenting adults, so it's fine. But the reality is, and I've, I've um, heard this from, from survivors and what they really want all porn consumers to know is that when you are watching pornography, you actually have no way of knowing if you're watching somebody being raped or voluntarily engaging in that act. Pornography is really prostitution on screen. The traffickers are the same, the pimps are the same, the women and girls and, and men and boys are the same victims that are being sold in the sex trade. There isn't pornography over here, prostitution over here, and trafficking over there. They're interlinked. The most interesting study I read is one that did brain scans of men while they were watching pornography. And they wanted to see what areas of the brain light up when men look at porn. It's the part of the brain that deals with objects, not people. And why that is so devastating is the, the more we dehumanize someone, the more possible it is to commit violence against them. When you see someone being brutally, really brutalized in pornography, that really has to be done to a some, someone in order to film that. Sometimes we could call something sex trafficking, but if you photograph it, then it becomes pornography. Uh, and if it happens on a date, then it's rape, uh, when in fact we're really talking about the same, same kind of sexual violence and exploitation. In our society, we glamorize the issue of trafficking. Um, we glamorize pimping. We think that a pimp is someone that's cool, like we'll have shows like Pimp My Ride or Pimp My House, and it appears to, to make something look good. But what is the reality of a pimp? A pimp is someone that abuses women, that rapes women. And is that something that we want to associate something positive with? My trafficker was someone that I met while crossing the street. He didn't say to me that, you know, I am the big bad pimp, you're gonna come with me, I'm gonna beat you and abuse you and do all these things with, to you. Um, he was very nice in his approach. I had no idea that he was a trafficker until I shared with him, hey, I needed money to go back to school and he said, I'll help you. Uh, he grooms her, tells her he loves her, builds a, a, a connection, builds a dependence on him. And then he says, if you love me, you'll not only sleep with me, you'll take care of my friends. Um, almost all of them have had pictures or videos taken of them, whether it's been sold as pornography or not. Pornography is used to desensitize um, the individuals involved in the sex trade. It is used to normalize violence and reduce the individual that's being bought to what's on that screen. Pornography was oftentimes used as some sort of advertising for um, their sexual abuse. Pretty much every trafficking victim I've ever seen, pornography has been created of them. And these are 12, 13, 14 year olds. It is considered sex trafficking. 
any time a child is being sold for any type of monetary value in the United States. So when people say child prostitute, that's absolutely an incorrect term for them. It is always sex trafficking. We've done some recoveries of um, young people where they were lured by modeling um, and eventually end up in a situation where they were forced to make pornographic uh, films. Trafficking is a symptom of a problem. It's a supply response to a demand problem. And so if we can address that demand problem, we can really solve a lot of these other issues. I really wish that people who watch porn knew more about that because I think they, they believe that they're engaging in this activity in a very passive way and they're like, oh, I'm doing it in the privacy of my own home and this is just a video that I'm watching and they're not associating it with the fact that Pornography is very often the, the filmed rape of sex trafficking victims. When you look at pornography, what we're seeing is a cultural acceptance of that type of commercial sexual exploitation. What we don't think about is who are the actors and what are the elements that are contributing to this multi-billion dollar sex industry. That's that. Mm. All right. Oops. Sorry. So yeah, we're back, and um, yeah. So that's a powerful video, right? Absolutely. Like, like I hope that resonates with you. Absolutely. In a way that it causes you to move towards action. Yeah. You know, at the very least, you know, mm. do something about it. Right. But um, just but just to reiterate, you know, porn harms the individual, relationships, and society. Mm -hmm. And for more information, visit truth about porn.org absolutely you know because it's not just the harmless thing you're doing by yourself no right? no but i'm not gonna beat that horse dead um no. so moving on so how do you know what to look for right right you know um kind of i think i'm pronouncing this right name correctly uh kanani 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 titchen md the eye doesn't see what the mind doesn't know mm-hmm all right. Um, this is from a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And this was about, we mentioned earlier, right, about memorial pimps. You know, mm -hmm. they shower the victim with love and affection mm -hmm. before breaking down boundaries. Mm -hmm. For example, a trafficker may ask a young person to perform a commercial sex act in order to gain money for the new life together. The person may then become more coercive and violent. So basically, it sounds kind of like, you know, oh, um, yeah, you go go ahead and, and be a stripper for a little while, you know, so that we can make it through this season, la da da, da right, whatever. Right, right. You know. Oh, well, you know, you can make more money if you, you know, take on E. Johns and whatnot and stuff, and that's how it goes from there, mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. Yep, and uh that quote that Kanani uh or whatever her name, well, I don't wanna mispronounce it, but um that quote where she was talking about um about the eyes and what you see, um there was a question asked to her, why is it that you are always able to uh, pinpoint these victims and see the tattoos and stuff that they have or know that they're being trafficked? 
why are you seeing more of them? She's like, well, it's not that I'm seeing more. It's that I know what to look for. Yes. These other doctors are um, getting the, probably uh, the same amount of victims are coming in. They just don't know what to look yes, for. And yes, so they're not yes. seeing it. And that's just practical for life in general. If we don't have the information or we don't know, we can be walking by somebody who's being trafficked and we have no idea. She was even pointing out, like I just said, certain tattoos that they have with them being branded like money signs stuff like that we wouldn't think about that we'd be like nice ink you know yeah <laughs> and have no idea so just this has been great with us studying this just uh being informed and what to look for and how serious this is and i actually do look for stuff like that because i actually do start off a lot of conversations with hey you know nice ink mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and cause it's an easy icebreaker right right especially when it actually is good Right, you know, <laughs> there's people out there with some boo boo tattoos, and you don't want to be like nice ink, and, they, and they're sitting there like, oh, this thing, I regret this. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um, but common human business fronts again. We mentioned this a little bit earlier from mm-hmm. the Polaris Project, uh, modeling and travel agencies, employment companies, mm-hmm. uh, all pair babysitting mm-hmm. and international matchmaking services, mail order brides. Right, that actually is a thing and not just a joke. That actually is a thing. Oh. <laughs> you know, massage parlors, stuff like that. You know, and I got some examples. You know, some stuff. So check this out. Right, mm-hmm. so. I was, I was just I, I just just for giggles like I looked it up on Craigslist right and all I did was as you can see up the top up there you know I went to Dallas and then went to gigs went to domestic gigs I didn't type in anything nefarious right you know but what it comes up female helper wanted in Plano but check this out this guy who posted this it says I am an attractive father. Why does that even Why matter? Why does that even matter? <laughs> I'm an attractive father, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, in addition, I need some personal assistance out away from the home. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds sketchy like a sketch artist. Right. You know, <laughs> and if interested, please send me your name and pick. Like, well, why? Why does your picture matter if you qualify to yeah. do the word? It, you know, and text me. You're probably, right? he going to send you a picture back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. You know. And then $18 an hour, stuff like that, right? So oh, here's the thing, right? So if you're, um, if English is your second language, right? Mm. This might sound like you might not, you might not get the overtones mm-hmm. that are being thrown mm-hmm. here, right? You may not, you may not pick up on it. Or, or similarly, if you're, if you're underage, right. and we mentioned before, until you're around, until you're around 20, your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not, you may not always have the ability to make rational, logical decisions, right. you know, to think critically. Mm-hmm. So this stuff wouldn't be posted if people didn't fall for it. Well, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So it's there. It's it's right there in plain sight. Yep. You know, not on no dark web. It's on Craigslist. Absolutely. You know, trust me, I don't even know how to get to dark web. <laughs> but there's another one, right? So this one killed me. Yeah, model female, right? So this guy looking for model again, right here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, and um I found these on my birthday actually, nine thirteen. But um yeah, amateur female models n- n- open needed for open minded shoot, right? You have an open mind. Open yeah. minded shoot. Uh-huh. Oh. Again, these are the overtones we're talking about that wow. may not be immediately 
picked Am- up. Amateur. Yeah. Female. Come on now. Uh-huh. Must be adventurous and fun to enjoy the gig. 150 an hour. Wow. You know. That just sound like we're going to snatch you up as soon yeah. as you get there. 150 an hour? Yeah, yeah, you and your friend. Bring your friend and work together. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and again, you know, if English is your second language, you're, you're not going to pick up on these overtones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like if we learn a different language and we're not going to understand the, the subtleties of slang and overtones and stuff like that. You know, somebody looking at that, you know, if you ain't got your papers, you know, that's a good opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. like I ain't got my papers or... You ain't got education, mm. you know, or you're in a bad situation. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, get out from the situation you are in already. Mm. You're gonna jump from one hot pan to the next hot pan. Man, that modeling thing is not hard for me to believe because I know at least two family members that one is currently a model, one who has modeled, and they talked about how even in the backstage when they're changing, like there's there's really no room to for privacy one of them had to go to the side and change on her own but you have men and women just getting naked mm-hmm. amongst one another and yeah it's, I mean, it's just a thing and they say oh no it's just because we got to hurry up and change and yep. it doesn't matter oh, we've seen that before mm-hmm. you know and so that's not hard for me to believe that they would do something like that in the modeling yeah. business exactly and that's not to say all modeling is like that but yeah exactly so moving on, we're gonna talk about these two ladies here um, a little bit and what they what they talked about. Really, I'm gonna talk about them. Basically, going to echo what they said. Right. right? Um, so this was taken from a VH1 interview or panel with Young Jock, and he was talking to a bunch of ladies who either who either were former traffickers or worked to save people from. Right. From the industry, and he, actually, these two actually do do that. Mm-hmm. They actually do work, you know, with 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 local um, law enforcement to help um, save people and mm-hmm. women, especially women, from the sex industry. So, Carla Miles, I'll take the first one, right? So, Carla Miles, who's on the left, mm-hmm. on that image, the, the light skinned lady. This is what she says, and I quote: "They would use someone like me to come into your house." And be like, oh, girl, let's hang out. My brother, he's fine. Let's go to the mall. Now she has your daughter. And they don't care what you look, how you look. Because, mm-hmm. honey, they will dress you up, nip mm-hmm. tuck, give you everything you dreamed of having, mm-hmm. and also put you on a table to be slaughtered. Absolutely. She goes on to say, and I quote, I lived it so long that my right became wrong. My wrong became right. And they say, why did you stay in it for so long? After a while, the money became great to me. Coming here's the key thing, right? Coming from Mississippi, where I'm from, right. I grew up on sharecropper land, where we were in the master's house. So I wanted to save my family. So at any cost, if you gotta, if you have to sell me, go ahead and sell me. Wow. You know, it's kind of what we mentioned earlier yeah. about like parents trafficking their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know you. You're 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 going to be the means by which we get out of our situation, or destroying the myth that um, people are held against their will. Yeah, she says, "Sell me, exactly, to at all costs." Exactly. Yep. You know, and and we didn't. We I don't know everything about her backstory, but we don't even know for sure if her family did get lifted out of their right, situation. Exactly. You know, they could very well still be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. 
you know mm-hmm. she was sold a lot potentially yeah so and and whether or not her family in particular is or isn't in that same spot there are probably other people just like that Absolutely. that are in the same spot Absolutely. you know the possibility exists mm-hmm. all right um do you want to take this one yeah i got it tony d rivera she was on the right she says i was kidnapped here in atlanta georgia at freaknik the guy who took me told me he was a producer. He saw me singing and dancing, took me to a couple of studios here with a couple of celebrities, and it went from there. I was a trafficker, and my favorite place to go was churches. Yeah, and we're about to go into detail about what she's talking about there. Oh, yeah. So, real fast. So, this is the separate interview from her. Um, she was on the Mike and Donnie show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, got two different versions of what she's talking about, how kind of stitch it together to just yeah, want to make that clear yeah when i when i saw this i was like wow so how about this I, i'll read what mike and donnie are saying and then you read what tony's saying absolutely All right so for mike and donnie and i quote how would you approach somebody at church you would go to the church every sunday and do your homework on that person on that one person you'll see her or him going up to the altar sunday after sunday after sunday and you know he's going for something. He's praying for something. And usually I would have my times where I would do my recruiting. It's called shopping season. So I would go during Christmas and Thanksgiving. What would you look for? The week. How would you know? Just having conversation with them. Come up to him or her. Yo, you good? I see you going up to the altar a lot. Just making small talk. She's going to tell me eventually what she wants, what she's praying for. Like I say, shopping seasons. Easter time, you either you're either praying for money for your spring break, that prom dress you want, something your mom needs help with the bills, something. So something. So I'm going to present it to you. But once you try to leave, you owe me. Not the kicker right there. Yeah. That's that's that brainwashing right mm-hmm. there. Because again, you're talking to somebody whose yep. prefrontal cortex is the reason why I keep saying this, yes. right? Because we tend to we tend to think that people are always rational and they're always gonna do right. the rational, smart thing in mm-hmm. every situation. That's mm-hmm. not always true. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise people wouldn't be in some situation they're in. Right. But what I'm getting at is she's talking to people who's you know, who are typically, you know, teenage teenagers that are their their prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. They are they are incapable of making rational decisions, you mm-hmm. know, when they need to. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I I don't want to make an assumption, but some of what she said when she's like the mom needs money or help with something sounds like there's not a father in the home. Yes. <laughs> and so. Obviously, that would definitely be some of the people that they prey on. And even in our research, we saw that, Mm -hmm. that a father being in the home can deter those type of activities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, prom dress, what she didn't say, because she coming from a black perspective, but even from a Mexican perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, like you got a quinceanera coming up. Right. You know, you know, my quinceanera dress on that cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's a big deal too yeah so it's a staple in culture mm-hmm. you know and it happens more frequently than a prom dress absolutely right yep. so people turn 15 all the time yep so 
that's also a big deal right there and big hinge point for traffickers mm. right so wow manipulating these people who they're not fully developed you know mm -hmm. taking advantage of them i mean you got people who believe certain things up until their teenage years and it's like when they become adults man that's silly that i believe that but mm -hmm. you were still a child yeah you know yeah Sad. so that that idea of you owe me like mm -hmm. i gave you money for this mm -hmm. i bailed you out and sometimes it may not always be that strong mm -hmm. it might be like more subtle as in oh like but i helped you through this situation mm -hmm. you're not gonna help me back mm -hmm. or you know i I don't even think this way, so it's hard for me to come up with these examples. Right. But you, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like it's it's it is it is it, it, wrong, and you 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 manipulate this individual to, you know what? You did do this for me. I do owe you, and then owing you one turns into I'm in this life, you know? Yeah, it, it, you know. Uh, so just just toying just toying with people's sense of morality mm -hmm. of oh. I I I I borrow money and I owe a debt. Now I gotta pay off a debt. Mm -hmm. All right, so I gotta do this. And then that that other layer of shame of you know they could easily pull that shame card too and be like, well, you've already done this. I'm gonna tell so and so. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're gonna think that you're this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. You know, they're gonna think you fat. They're gonna call you fast or whatever. Mm -hmm. or, or I got this photo of you and I wanna I wanna oust you. Mm -hmm. you know or i got this address i'm gonna dox you mm -hmm. you know so all different types of means never to, mind to manipulate you. something from the kindness of your heart and having compassion mm -hmm. <laughs> you owe me <laughs> yeah wow but um within the church within the church yeah so traffickers are able to pluck out the weak Usually at altar calls, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they would she'll, she'll come, she would see them coming down to altar call right. week after week. Mm -hmm. But the question really is, why do the wolves have such easy access to weak Christians, right. right? You know, we need to be, we need to, we need to. What's what's not being said now? I guess in the churches she was visiting, mm -hmm. it wouldn't happen in our church because we have a layer of protection. Yes, there when it comes to people who are giving a profession of faith and they come into the altar call. And we actually have people assigned, you know, to receive those people and pray for those people. Absolutely. And we guide them to the next step in the ministry process. Absolutely. Right. So it's not just anybody who's anybody can just go up there and just intercept someone else. You know, like it's not that's not done in our church. It it I love and I, I think I, I we talk about this all the time. I love the text where it says Satan roams around like a roaring lion. Because mm -hmm. I grew up on documentaries on um like lions and gorillas gorillas my favorite animal lions a close second and how the lions hunt they they don't want the strong animal the one that's running fast or the the big strong buffalo that's gonna be able to fight back they mm. want they want the weak one yeah they want the old one they yep. want the child but in particular we're talking about the weak well with the buffaloes what they'll do is they'll herd around one another have the strong ones in the front and the the the, the weak will be behind them and they're defending them and when we think about the church, that's the way that it should be. We're supposed to be bearing one another's burdens. Older yep. men teaching the younger men. Yep. Older women teaching the younger women. Praying for one another. Mm -hmm. Knowing what other people have going on in their lives so that you can pray for them. That's why fellowship is so important. Yes. And then also uh, the Lord has given through the Holy Spirit gifts of um, uh, discernment. 
yep. the discernment of spirits and to be able to do these things. This woman, and, and that's not to say that it can't happen and that they can't slip in because uh, Satan's a mastermind. But at the same time, though, if we're really doing real life with each other and using our discernment, it's like, hold on. Who is this? <laughs> yeah, really. She, she don't normally come here. At the very least, we should have eyes on her. You mm -hmm. know, what is she doing? Why is she, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's been set up. The church has been set up in such a way to be able to combat uh, wolves and lions. And yep. they're called wolves and lions scripturally because predator. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and look at that right now. Mm -hmm. So First John uh, 4, 1 through 3. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit, mm -hmm. but test the spirits. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about that in future episodes, yes, too. Whether they are of God, because many, many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm -hmm. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh mm -hmm. is of God. Mm -hmm. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is already now in already in the world, mm -hmm. you know. So we ain't gonna look very far. And we know Antichrist, deceiver. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Again, in First Peter five eight through nine, be sober, mm -hmm. be what? Vigilant, vigilant, mm -hmm. because your adversary, just like you're talking about, the mm -hmm. devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood. In the world. And then um, I think it's the last one here. So Acts 20, 29. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves yep. will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Mm -hmm. You know, they they don't have time to waste. And I sit here just dilly-dallying. They're coming to kill. They're coming mm -hmm. for blood. Mm -hmm. No games. They ain't playing Seeking games. whom you may devour. And one of the things I always point out with the scripture, too, is... There was it, there were no categories. He's seeking who he can devour. He don't yeah. care. <laughs> Black, white, Asian, Mexican, it don't matter. Yep, it don't pastor. Yeah. Uh, person sitting out there. Pastor deacon, daughter. Whoever, he don't care. Does not care. We have to be on guard. Because he's going to test you. He's like, you know, are you weak? You going to mm -hmm. poke you? Are you weak? You weak? Oh, 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 okay. I see how you respond. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And back to the animal kingdom. And I'm going to not keep going down. <laughs> anybody can get sick. Yeah. Anybody can get sick. And it can happen, you know, and that's why we have to be sober-minded. And yep. I'm using sickness in the sense of we can have a sin issue going on or something going on in life that does cause us to be. You could be, you could be watching porn. There you go. You know, thinking, oh, it don't harm nobody. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just doing a comfort own bedroom. I'm not, I'm not stealing from nobody. Absolutely. I'm not murdering. Absolutely. But you're lusting. Yes. Yes. And like like the like the lady said in the video, you know, you don't know if you're watching someone being forcibly raped or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Mm hmm So and there's a whole there's a great deal of porn being made out there, like literally revenge porn. Mm hmm So you don't know if you're watching revenge porn or not. Wow. You know, because maybe that person consensually like wanted to be recorded, but to be kept private. Wow. Now they broke up with that person and now they're posting that video. And you're sitting there watching and thinking you're not harming somebody. Yeah, so wow, the weak. Mm -hmm. Porn will make you weak. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you affect the whole body. Yes. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, we talked about definitions. 
went over some myths and rumors. And again, we went we just we went we went over just a small sample of Absolutely. myths and rumors. There's so many Absolutely. more out there. But Absolutely. for the sake of time, we kinda t- took the the ones that are most prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, that seemed to have the most reach and, mm-hmm. and been around the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we actually did cut a few of them. So, <laughs> um, anyways, to put know what to look for and that there actually is trafficking going on in, in the, the church, church right. you know, it's, it's not a, it, we're not perfect, no. you know, we need to get better, mm-hmm. you know, but hopefully this helps mm-hmm. you spot some things. Hopefully this opens your eyes to some things again, you know. The mind doesn't know what, or the eye doesn't know what the mind is. The eye doesn't see what the mind doesn't, doesn't know, know. Right. right? So if you're never going to see sex trafficking in a church if you didn't know it was already happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And just a um, just a reminder for us who are believers. That's why it's so important again to spend time in prayer and get in God's word because again, what you don't know, you can't see. Yep. You know, we're putting these scriptures up in these slides because these are things that we know. We've taken the time and gotten God's word and we know these things. Yes. We need to inform ourselves with God's word and what it says so that we can be able to combat things like this. Exactly. And, and you can't look for. And now and we believe we are ministers, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation of what right. the of what the text tells us, right? right? And you can't restore something if we don't know what's broken. Absolutely. So that's another reason why we're Absolutely. doing this episode. Absolutely. You know? So we hope this helps. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. And we're signing off today. And hope you have a great day. I hope this helps. And